You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. You know, it's been fun, this this whole journey of going through not only kind of how we were going to buy an NFT every single day for an entire year, but also, you know, how we've kind of had to evolve with the NFT space. And one of the questions that I get fairly often when it comes to understanding NFTs, understanding uh, kind of the world around us and and even, you know, the question I love around, like, what's the criteria or how are you discovering uh, these NFTs? You know, I'm not going to lie. There's a, there's a lot of work that goes into just the discovery of uh, new NFTs to buy. There's a lot of work that goes into understanding the different nuances of, you know, why, uh, you know, <laughs> why certain NFTs are worth buying on that day or, you know, how we kind of break things down. And some of it, you know, the hard part is, you know, understanding that, you know, not all use cases, not all scenarios are the same, right? And I, I think one of the things that's that's tough on that is, you know, there are some times when we're looking at NFT projects that, you know, ideally the project's going to be great. It looks like it's going, you know, it has, um, you know, a lot of the checkboxes, but then we have to ask ourselves, you know, is it going to be around till November 11th, right? Which is what, we're doing here with uh, the podcast where we're keeping all of these NFTs uh, until November 11th of 2022. And that might sound like a little bit ridiculous. And I actually, I remember kind of explaining that uh, I believe to my dad and my dad was like, well, you're telling me there's a lot of projects out there that aren't even going to be around come November 11th. And, you know, it's not even that they're not going to be around. It's the question is like how much, you know, what is their momentum? How are they going? What are they going to be delivering? And I'll say, you know, I've been joking here on the podcast a lot that, you know, that NFT holders or let's just say NFT owners, because this is all about digital ownership. NFT owners are especially, you know, tough when it comes to, you know, having patience, right? And many NFT owners, you know, the day that they buy the NFT, they're already looking for utility. They're already looking for, you know, hey, I want to, what is this? I, I want to make sure, you know, like, hey, I bought this. You said you're going to do this. Or when's the art reveal? And and the interesting part about this is that it does really come down to the concept of, you know, not only open communication, but, you know, a trust score, right? And that's what we've talked about here on the podcast but you know i've recently been you know kind of diving in a little bit deeper on not only can i trust you know the team uh and trust the the project and even trust that the owners of this project are still going to be part of it but i've added kind of like additional criteria of like do i trust that this type of community 
is a community that will you know stick together but it's also a community that will thrive through all different times and that includes things like coming out of covid from a from a you know a more i think gr- aggressive uh way here in you know around the world it also comes down to things like the summertime right as people you know especially here in the united states if it's a heavily heavily uh owned NFT project uh, that uh, with people here in the United States and, you know, people in, in the summertime are on vacation and they're traveling a little bit more. You know, one of the, the, the things that I'm starting to look at is like, how are, how are the, how's the project going to communicate with people that aren't on discord as much, aren't on Twitter as much for a month or two months. And I'll say, like, as an NFT holder of many myself, there are a lot of projects that I went from being active in the community to being passive to being almost forgetting, in some cases, that I even own the NFT. Now, I know that's you know a little different scenario than what we have going on here, but I've even heard that from others that you know when they first buy the NFT, they're beyond excited and they're in the Discord each day and they're looking forward to participating and talking to others. But then as it kind of goes on, some of that momentum is is actually kind of tough to hold on to. And then they, you know, maybe they turn off notifications in their Discord. Then they don't show up to as many Twitter spaces. And now that like that that value that they were seeing in that NFT starts to go down. And then they look at the the price of the NFT and on the secondary market or how how all of a sudden the price is going down and there's like there's like that disconnect. And so one of the things that you know, I I think that word momentum, right? How do you how does a project? What is a project's goal? What is a project's plan to maintain momentum, and in some cases revive momentum, in other cases um, extend momentum across the fact that you know your pro- the owners might not be as active, uh, and that includes like the founders, right? If the founders are are going on vacation or one of the projects. You know, I actually, you know, it was very interesting. I jumped in yesterday to a Discord uh, for a project that I've owned for, um, you know, I mean, less than a year, but probably nine months. And, you know, uh, through the dialogue, realized that one of the owners is actually going back to college and and they're going back to, you know, get finish their degree, uh, which I think is a great thing. Um, And, but at the same time, it was like, okay, well, what is their plan for if they're going back and spending that time? Like, who else, who are they? kind of handing things over to, or how is their plan for um, some of these other aspects? And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, like the, the, we've talked a lot about like the fact that, you know, what does community mean? I think momentum is really carried through in a couple ways. And I'll, and I'll kind of just share those quickly here. And that is, you know, first off, you know, the, the founding team and the artist, you know, being able to surround themselves with the right you know, what is the, the right teammates, right? And I, and I actually think, you know, one of the episodes that we've recorded uh, or, you know, I just recently recorded that hasn't come out yet is the idea of like, what is the ideal team look like for an NFT project? And especially when I'm doing the research, right? Because there's all oftentimes, you know, you'll see things like founder, co-founder, you know, developer, artist, um, you know, marketer, um, sometimes community manager, not enough, I, in my opinion, community manager, you know, other times you'll hear like advisor, but 
I've actually kind of like looked at that and said like, what is the advisor's role, right? Like, and even from the standpoint of like, are the people that are advising a project so involved that if the founders aren't as involved, like aren't as active, can they step into a founder type role and take on that responsibility, take on, uh, you know, the management of that project. And, you know, even to the point of like almost like a contingency plan. So, you know, that's one of the things I look at when it comes to momentum is like, you know, who is the team? What are the roles of that team? And like, how confident am I that if one of those team members decided not to be involved or if one of the main team members decided to part ways, how confident am I that the project would stick through, that the project would still thrive and succeed? And I think in a way that's one of the things that we have to kind of really take a, a, a hard look at when it comes to, you know, kind of the future of NFTs. The other thing is, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, how does a team use its budget, right? How does a team um, to kind of deploy its resources, right? It's one thing for, you know, when you're talking about momentum, that a team has like a strong right out of the gate, right? They announced that they do a partnership with a metaverse team, or they announced that, you know, that first piece of utility is going to exist. But there's also something to be said about just the concept of how good is that NFT team, the, the project team, at, at like maintaining enough budget, enough resources, and even enough announcements that at month two, at month three, they're actually starting to deliver on, you know, things still with still having a budget, right? And that could be, you know, making sure that they have the right percentage included in their project, uh, you know, when it comes to a crater fee. It also could mean like, you know, I think this is unfortunately a, a really popular trend recently is that a lot of projects around month two are already deploying something that requires the NFT holders to buy something again. I don't think this is, I don't like this trend, right? And I will say early on, it was not a trend in the NFT space. It was definitely not a trend. Um, in the most cases, if you think about it, most of the projects, even like, you know, we could say board apes with the mutant apes and the dogs, you know, it, those were free airdrops in most cases. Right. And in a lot of cases now, it's like, okay, here it comes out. We're going to have, you know, version two, but version two, or we're going to have like a spinoff and it's going to be 0.02 plus gas for all those holders. Well, it's still 0.02. You're still asking the holders, Hey, put more money into this pot. And in many cases, the roadmap that, that we bought into as owners originally hasn't even been delivered more than one fourth of it, not even probably one, one eighth of it yet. The, the team is asking for more money. Now, if they're asking for more money, because let's face it, they are at, like the roadmap has adapted and this is what the community wants. I think that's one thing, but um, you know, one of the projects I'm going to shout out is psychedelics anonymous. Uh, it's, in my opinion, one of the best of the best projects. Full transparency, I, I did mint one, uh, and I have like the entire uh, collection, which is kind of the when they minted out, they were they had three additional. You know, you have uh, they had a Genesis NFT with three additional components, and then uh, a fourth component and a fifth component were actually uh, airdropped to us uh, as well. And uh, Voltra, who's the the founder of it from Down Under. 
uh, he has just done an amazing job and he did an amazing job, I believe, building the whitelist and kind of building out the original um, drop because he was extremely active on on Twitter and really just kind of building uh, excitement, building, um, you know, kind of a, a really clear, you know, understanding while also, you know, kind of like leading us on. And the, the other piece of this momentum that I'm also want to share is like momentum also requires like, how good are you at creating momentum out of, uh, you know, a basic update or a, a community town hall? And that's what this project Psychedelics Anonymous, I mean, not only, you know, is does the project feel like it is it is massive when it comes to all of the different features from in in real life events to to merchandise to um the metaverse. And and I'll include a link to Psychedelics Anonymous here in the uh you know, in the actual uh show notes. But I will say like, you know, I own that, you know, one full um you know, one that has all of, uh, five, I believe all five um, components and, you know, the floor on that, like all five components, you know, has got as high, I believe is like 14 ETH floor. And I, you know, and I believe partially it's not only is the art amazing, not only is the, you know, are a lot of these like moving parks make sense, but they've really create, you know, created like a lot of excitement around, what's happening next because there'll be video trailers with clues in them. They'll, you know, it almost feels like every town hall or update, you know, you have to unlock something or the community is coming together to like guess, like what, what is this going to mean? And, um, and I'll say, you know, he's the, the founder has come out and said from the jump that he was, you know, inspired as a, um, by the board apes, but he also was looking at the board apes, from like afar on like how can we do either these things better or how can we learn from um, these things? And so, you know, I think the momentum play and really the momentum that we all have to think about in a lot of these projects is like, even things like that, even if you're not a project's not delivering something that costs money, costs them money or costs the owners money, how good are you at creating the excitement around, Hey, this is worth your time. And then the last thing, and it kind of ties back into the first one here, is, you know, what is the plan to continue to evolve not only the community, but to evolve the the project in the sense of the artwork, in the sense of, you know, the updating, the metadata, updating, you know, the marketplace, right? There's a, a project called Expansion Punks. Um, and I've heard me talk about that here on the podcast. We actually had the founder, Jeremy, on. Um, back in December, and you know he does a great job. Like the the created a marketplace on the website so that you know the I don't like to play like the what if games. Like what if OpenSea goes away or what if there's not a marketplace? But you know kind of self-containing marketplace. The 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 psychedelics anonymous project I, I mentioned before, we can actually go on the website and it, it'll tell us the what the floor price is for the entire. Uh, you know, group of NFTs, right, that we hold, right, the four or five NFTs that we hold. And that, you know, that isn't available anywhere else, right? I can't go into OpenSea and in one, like, in one swoop, see, like, what would someone pay? What is the floor price if someone to buy my entire Psychedelics Anonymous collection? And so that's one of the things that I also look at from a momentum perspective is how, you know, how good or what's the plan, to kind of evolve the communities in ways 
that are, you know, insulating themselves from outside influence, like such as, you know, OpenSea or, you know, if you're not mentioned on Coinbase NFT, are your holders going to be, you know, disappointed? And I also think that that includes like, you know, what are the what are the other ways that we can, you know, welcome or onboard? And so the the last thing I'll, I'll kind of tap here is, I really think finding ways to have new entry points for future nft holders is essential what i mean by that is when the floor price gets to a certain level uh, and in many cases i believe that's like probably that in that 1.5 eth level where there's not a lot of people that are going to buy in at the project at that level that are either new to the space or don't already have one or haven't had one in the past what are some of the ways that you can open the community up and kind of allow people in but also not like you know polarize or cannibalize the original holders. And that's probably the the thing that I worry the most about some of the projects that we've been buying lately is that there is a tendency to, to just like either airdrop too much or too many spinoff projects, or let's face it, a lot of these, you know, a lot of NFT project owners or founders, in my opinion, they enjoy the hype, the whitelist, you know, giving out the, you know, the excitement on minting out on day one, they enjoy the excitement around the reveal. But, you know, I've heard Gary Vee talk about this a lot, right? Like the hardest work, the most important work for a lot of these NFT projects happens, you know, month two, month three, month five, month nine. And if a founder isn't, you know, giving it, it's all a project, it's all or paying attention as much as they are before, or they realize like, man, this is the, this isn't the type of work for me. That can be a little bit scary, and I can and and that's something that I I'm finding a hard time figuring out how to predict that. And in a weird way, is actually and this is probably a little bit of alpha here at the end. You know, I've been looking a lot more at the gaming NFTs, a lot more at NFTs that have metaverse land included, not just a metaverse game. Um, and in and the other thing that I've been trying to look at is when you look at the utility of the NFT, like what is the, like, what is the main thing that people are coming behind, you know, joining this project for are the people that are going to hold it actually the people that are also going to participate. And what I mean by that is there are some great projects that have some great art that onboard people because either the group of people love the founder, love, uh, you know, the original team, maybe they love, you know, the community that they're building via Twitter spaces and that initial discord. But if the delivery of the things are, are things that like require people to meet in person, or um, maybe they're, the utility is like an online, um, you know, gambling component, right? Or there's a, a component where you can, you know, you can stake your NFT or you can add um, some tokenomics on it. But what about if like the majority of the initial owners of that NFT have no interest in tokenomics, have no interest in some of that gamification. They want to just hold the NFT. They want to partake in the community that they first joined. Well, now I think that's that's where these projects really are going to have to find ways to deliver on their promises, maintain that momentum, but maybe most importantly, adapt, you know, roll with the punches. And I like to say test tweak, you know, deliver, and then repeat. Test, tweak, deliver, 
and repeat. As always, podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin on Rally. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.